Warning, this podcast may not be suitable for younger audiences. What's up, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of STL True Crime, exclusively on Underground St. Louis. Get ready to go deep. The KKK versus the Mafia. KKK versus the Mafia. Two of the most prominent groups to ever be in the history of the United States. At war with one another in southern Illinois, right outside St. Louis. This is... Crazy. I'm here today. My, I am your host, Sam Zero, and I am here today joined by uh, Richard Green. What's up, Rich? What's up, family? How are you? How, how would you describe yourself to the audience here? Oh, man. I, I'm just a guy that, you know, loves history and loves the subject, and I love learning new things, and because I'm a longtime resident of St. Louis and longtime homeboy of you, man, this is like, oh, this is right up my alley. Yeah. And we're we're talking about the KKK. Yeah, and well, you yeah, have yeah. <laughs> you have some strong opinions about the KKK. Yeah. So this is this is gonna work out. Um, and, and you're a mafia movie fan. You yes, love, you love mob movies and all that type of stuff. Yes, so. that's how me and most of the male members male members of my family kind of yeah. bond. Like my, my dad and I were actually talking about this few days ago um every he's like every time the godfather is on tv i watch it because i I learn something new every time i watch it and i I feel the same way yeah yeah no it's 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 great so uh what's the what's the first thing let's let's dive right into this so there was a bloody war that was fought between uh st louis mafia gangs and you know southern illinois mafia gangs that were that were all tied to chicago as well yeah against the kkk in East St. Louis, in Southern Illinois. If I say the East Side to you, if I say East St. Louis to you, where does your mind go right away? Strip clubs. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. Strip joints, uh, clubs, just you know, clubs in yeah. general. Uh, urban decay, gang, yeah. gang violence. I mean, yeah. So well, you get that in St. Louis, but that's a thing as old as time itself. Yeah. Uh, when when young men have. Uh, we combine poverty and hunger and uh, no direction. Young men usually get together with a, sh- a slightly older man, sh- you know, strong personality. Mm-hmm. And they usually, don't, yeah. If they don't find a father in the home, they're going to find a father in the streets. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, you know, and in East St. Louis, you know, back then, East St. Louis and Southern Illinois, it was plagued by this uh, this gang war. And this is during Prohibition. Yeah. Uh, but then it, then it turned into be like a, a really prominent area, like almost like Ladue, I heard. And then now it's just all gone to shit now. I mean, you know, if you go over there, you know, a bunch of titties and guns. Uh, but yeah, no, during Prohibition. Like it's a bad thing. <laughs> well, it depends <laughs> on, you know, it depends on what side you're on, you know. Right, right, right. But uh, no, during, during Prohibition, uh, two rival gangs, the Shelton Gang and the Burger Gang, battled for control of East St. Louis liquor and gambling rackets. And uh, along with rackets across the rest of the Metro East and Southern Illinois. Uh, and did you know this? The Southern Illinois, the name of it by the locals is Little Egypt. They call it Little Egypt. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know this either. But so why did I call Little Egypt? Uh, something about like people from Chicago moved down to Southern Illinois because you could farm better there. You could farm wheat, 
And since it was the South, like how Egypt was to Rome, that's how Southern uh, Illinois was to Chicago. They looked at it like almost like the breadbasket of Illinois was Southern Illinois, so they called it Little Egypt because Egypt was... And then I heard a couple other ones, but if anybody wants to comment down below and and say where, where you know, a couple other reasons where Little Egypt comes from. Something about also like landmarks, different landmarks around there. There's Reminded a them about, yeah, reminded them about, you know, Egypt as well. And so, you know, they go through that. But uh, there's a lot of reasons. But yeah, uh, Southern Illinois, Little Egypt. So we're going to be going back and forth in this podcast, you know, uh, saying Southern Illinois, Little Egypt. Just know that they're synonymous. But uh, yeah, these two gangs, the Shelton Gang, the Burr Gang, ba- battled for control. And it was only until the Ku Klux Klan began to threaten their territories that these two gangs formed an unlikely alliance and started a war with the white supremacists. Very Machiavellian. Right? Seriously. The enemy of, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes, sir. Type thing. You know, did he coin that? Or was that some Arab... Uh, it sounds like something uh, Niccolo Machiavelli would say. Yeah. And it goes into like, okay, if you're going to offend somebody, offend them to the point where they can't offend you back, well, you've got to be in a position to offend. Well, that right there, that, that that's bleeding into the whole art of war aspect. Take superior position. Mm-hmm. Okay, alone, these two... Um, uh, factions, factions yeah. couldn't beat the clan on their own because okay who is the major player in america at that point anglo-saxons so yeah they, they white win. anglo-saxon protestant the wasp the wasps the wasps so let's get into who actually made up these gangs because a lot of people think like oh it was just a bunch of white guys versus another bunch of white guys it's a lot more complicated than that yeah so the shelton gang uh it was the first major gang in southern illinois was, was the Shelton gang. And the Shelton brothers, there were Carl, Earl, and Bernie. They were coal miners who moved from Wayne County, Illinois, during Prohibition to East St. Louis and opened up a tavern. They began bootlegging uh, liquor throughout the Metro East, ran slot machines, and committed a number of robberies. Majority of the gang's 50-plus members were of Irish descent. In 1950, the Saturday Evening Post described the Sheltons as, quote, America's bloodiest gang, end quote. So a bunch of Irish guys, you know what I'm saying, brothers, yeah. moved down to southern Illinois. You know, they were miners. They moved down to East St. Louis, and they, they started opening up a tavern. And here's the thing. Mining in this story is going to come up a lot. It reminds me of that uh, that Justified uh, Oh, yeah, you know, the little show. cowboy show. Yeah, exactly, like in Harlan County, coal miners and stuff like that. Yeah. Mining is going to play a pivotal role in this story because the reason why the Shelton brothers... And the Burger Gang opened up stills and everything in Southern Illinois was because Prohibition was going on. But mining people love to drink. Yeah, you, you, you got to take your mind away from the fact that you're a miner. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they love they love their shine, and so these guys were coal miners, so they know that they saw a business opportunity, like many people in the 1920s during Prohibition, and thought, "Let's jump all over it." Right. And to, to when you when you're running an illegal enterprise, you need a gang to back you up, and so yeah. therefore the Shelton Gang was born. Uh, let's get to the Burger Gang. So that was the Shelton Gang. This is the Burger Gang. Uh, the Burger Gang was led by Charles Burger, and Burger was an infamous figure across Little Egypt, Southern Illinois. He was a Russian Jew who immigrated. Uh, with his parents to the United States when he was very young and spent much of his youth in St. Louis. So he was actually from 
St. Louis. Uh, he worked as a paper boy from, for the Post-Dispatch. He later joined the U.S. Army, afterwards became a cowboy, and then began working as a miner in Harrisburg, Illinois, down south. So, again, that's, you know, the mining culture there. Okay. We, we see that there. Uh, but when Prohibition hit in 1920, Berger, like the Sheltons, treated it as a business opportunity. Charlie converted an old country tourist spot into his hideout named the Shady Rest and began bootlegging and running various gambling houses around the area. Many of the gang's 15-plus members were of Jewish and other various ethnicities. Huh. So you see similarities between the two gangs, between you know the Sheltons, between Berger, Charlie Berger, now that, he seems like a very interesting fella. How, like, how do you go from, like, okay, it's one thing you have the interesting backstory of being a Russian Jew, especially back during that time where anti-Semitism is rather high. Absolutely. And then you go from that to being like a, a like a paper boy and and a and a cowboy in the U.S. military, like. Even before he became a gangster, it's like, no, you've lived, lived a life of yeah. adventure. Yeah, and he was only, I think he died at 27. So he really wow. wasn't, yeah. But again, you know, this isn't millennials that we're talking about here. This right, is, right, right, right. This is, uh, <laughs> these aren't spoiled little brats. These right. are people that had to work for a living, you know. But uh, if you notice, the Burger Gang was full of Jewish Americans and various other ethnicities. The, uh, the, Bur- the Shelton Gang was you know, made up of a lot of people of Irish ancestry. Put those two together, Irish and Jewish, Irish, Catholic and Jews. Who did the KKK hate? Obviously they hated the blacks. Yeah. Well, yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) who did they hate as well? They also hated Jews Jews and Catholics. Catholics. Yeah. And this is, uh, I've, I've had, I've, I've talked to you about this. I've had some friends that, Actually, no, one friend in particular, I won't say his name, that is like, oh, yeah, I told him, I was like, yeah, you're, you know, you're black. The KKK doesn't like you guys. I'm Catholic. KKK doesn't like me either. No, you know, they don't. And he got really mad. And I was like, no, dude, it's not like it's not. I'm trying to be this. I'm I'm not playing this. You know, right. No, no, no. It's, I'm hated yeah. more. You're hated more. No, we're, we're both hated. Hate is hate. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just it's one of those things. But yeah, the KKK, they they hated Jews. They hated Irish, and they backed the Prohibition movement. They wanted to get rid of alcohol in this country. Right, because it was corrupting their society, which, to to, to that end, it's like, okay, uh, speaking as a black man, I I have have had relatives that are affected by the crack epidemic, and it's like one of those things, while while Prohibition really didn't work as far as keeping people off the— booze or whatever i could see the it's strange i could see the kkk's point you want to maintain you know the sanctity of of your society so if everyone's you know inebriated drunk whatever you want to call it you can't function no and it is this is one of my things hey look i love a good scotch <laughs> I, I i have a big bottle that my cousin is probably going through right now when he gets home from work or whatever <laughs> however there's a time and a place for it. And, you know, the KKK, you know, no, we, we need to keep our society. Yeah. We don't want to be like those N-words over there who, right. who can't control them right. in their mind. So that's how they thought. Yeah. I mean, you, you can see the you can see the logic behind the movement. 
but it just totally didn't work out at all. Well, they, yeah, because they're terrorists. totally backfired. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the KKK in southern Illinois. By the way, at this point in time, the KKK is everywhere throughout the south. Okay. Well, yeah, and, it's, it's and the twenties exactly. In Southern Illinois, it's like it's it's there. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. It's lined up with you know. A lot Not of even just the Missouri. South either. They're everywhere. Yeah, and and they so they they were they wanted to seize as much territory as possible. But let's but let's talk about this. Yeah. At at the time, the Ku Klux Klan was flourishing under prohibition. The Klan supported national prohibition. They would take the stance of quote cleaning up communities end quote to recruit new members and supporters, but also use it to target groups that did not vibe with their white Anglo-Saxon Protestant views. Uh, the KKK support of prohibition gave the organization a way to promote its views and a way to use state uh, state sanctioned violence against Catholics, Jews, and Blacks. So basically, they would come into a territory. They would say, hey, look, there's alcohol here. There's people dealing alcohol, you know, making it, whatever. Um, we need to clean this up. Yeah. And they would use it, use prohibition as an excuse to then, you know, hey, you know, get that N-word over there. You right, know, right, right, you right. Know, get that Irish bastard, you know, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And like, and and round them up and then accuse them and also take out public officials that they didn't like. Oh, yeah, no, this is full on terrorism. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they they were, um, you know, uh, they, they would like come in and they'd dispose of alcohol and they'd say, hey, look, why was there a still an illegal still here? And then somebody would say, oh, well, you know, like the sheriff looked into it. No, that sheriff, that sheriff must be incompetent. Let's get him out. Yeah, we'll he's put in one on it. Exactly. And then we'll put one of ours in. So now our sheriff is yeah. a Klansman or a Klansman's brother or something. It's a good old boys sympathizer. club. Exactly. And they would lock people up in jails for the clan these aren't police jails these are clan run jails yeah. that they would lock people up in well i mean that, that's that, that's no different every faction criminal faction does that sort of thing when they come into a town they have the first off they usually start off by selling a product and they have enforcers to whoever wants to get in their way oh you can't tell Right. Go upside your head. Right. Now you got to pay protection money. Right. Otherwise, we're going to burn your yeah. residence we'll to the kill ground. your family. We'll yeah. destroy your livelihood. And, and then we'll, or we'll kill you. Yeah. And when they make enough money, they do things to legitimize themselves, to ingrain themselves in the society. It's like, okay, the mafia themselves, yeah. that's the one thing in Godfather, they'd have people running newspapers. They'd have people in the police force. Yep. Yeah. Who, who would give them uh, politicians, poli- judges, yeah. just everything, well, and, then, and yeah. then they're dug in like ticks, and they 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 have their finger on the pulse now, and you can't make a move without going to this criminal enterprise, and that's exactly what the Ku Klux Klan right. was trying to do. And uh, like like in The Godfather, uh, Vito Corleone wanted his son like, hey, I don't want you necessarily joining the military and being part of or, or being part of what we do here. Mm-hmm. I want you being a senator. Right. Because that way we can really do business when we can when you can write laws, you can say, oh, these guys are legal. Italians are fine. Well, it's the same thing for the uh, wasps. OK, um, white is right. No matter what, we run the town. We are the police. We are the mayor. We are the judges. We are the prosecutors. We can do whatever we want. You 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 N words, you you mix, you 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 Jews or whatever. Yeah. Y'all y'all ain't. Y'all ain't about you're you're dirt. 
Right. And we we are the boot that's going to stomp you out. And see, part of and this is this is where you start to see the correlation, the similarities between the mafia or mobs at the time and the KKK. Right. I mean, there were there were two entities, same two, two different sides of the same coin. You know, it's like the the mob was just you know a, a bunch of ethnicities, a lot of Europeans right. and all that kind of stuff. And then you had uh you know you had the the wasps, the white angle sect that didn't they didn't like them. Originally, one of the reasons why they wanted to get rid of alcohol was because they saw immigrants like take Anheuser Busch for example, right? German German Catholic, right? Came over. These people were getting rich off of alcohol. Their degradation. A- absolutely. And they yeah. looked at it like they are not us, though. Chris so Ro- fuck them. Well, well like, Chris, Chris Rock had an old joke. He's like, only the white man can make money off of other people's pain. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, re- it's very real. Like, okay, who, even today, who owns most of the marijuana dispens- dispensaries? White people. And there yeah. it is. Like, whereas black people go to jail go to jail for that shit it's like no you although marijuana doesn't really cause pain but okay you get the idea yeah. makes sense i i, yeah. I, I i'm smelling what you're shitting over here. Yeah. yeah but no uh, so according to uh the new yorker in 1923 in williamson county southern illinois uh hundreds of enforcers many of them clansmen began a series of violent raids on distilleries bars private homes in which several hundred people were arrested and more than a dozen were killed federal authorities had allegedly deputized clansmen in southern illinois to go door to door forcibly searching homes and businesses trying to find alcohol if it was if it was found the people in possession were unlawfully imprisoned in quote unquote clan jails any public official in williamson county that was under suspicion of being loyal to bootleggers was removed from public office and replaced with clansmen all this was done under clan leader s glenn young and oh, wow. his next stop was East St. Louis. So this was all overseen in Williamson County by a guy by the name of S. Glenn Young. And he was a Klan Klegel, like Eagle with a KL at the beginning. Okay. You so know how they yeah. got their weird fucking names? Yeah. Exalted Cyclops, you know, so, Harry so Potter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was just a, their gang leader. Exactly. Exactly. He was, uh, but he, but he, see, he posed himself as this, you know, legitimate businessman. Like again, right. Godfather, right, Mafia, right, right. What did they? Same they, thing. You know, it's it's all business. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, these guys were were just were out of control, and so S. Glenn Young, yeah, and and they were being deputized. Klansmen were being deputized by federal authorities. Oh yeah. These federal authorities, the, you know, they. They enforced. They were trying to enforce a law that was just virtually impossible, impossible to enforce. Impossible to enforce. So you got to think their their numbers, their manpower is exhausted. Well, the clan wants the same thing we want. We'll turn our heads at their other motives, right? But at least they'll be enforcing federal law, and they just you know they deputized them, yeah. and, and that only cemented the clan's power in. You know, Southern Illinois and regions of Southern Illinois. So, anyway, S. Glenn Young, um, in uh, he had he had tons of charges against him in uh, in this town called Heron, which is in Williamson County, Southern Illinois, and uh, including intent to murder, conspiracy, kidnapping, uh, and false imprison- imprisonment. So, yeah, he was a, he was a gangster. Yeah, he was a Klansman, 
but he was a gangster. I mean, yeah. you can't, you know, he was a bad guy. Yeah. Like, he's a thug. Tomato, tomato. Exactly, exactly. And uh, But this did not stop him from cleaning up uh, the communities of Southern Illinois. And in April of 1924, it was announced that Glenn Young was going to change the headquarters, change his headquarters from Williamson County to the infamous East Side, East St. Louis. So he right. was coming to East St. Louis. And the KKK had actually just revoked the charter of the East St. Louis Ku Klux Klan chapter, probably due to their failure of ridding the area of local bootleggers like the Shelton gang, like the like the Burger gang, who, you know, was dealing with, uh, uh, you know, East St. Louis. And, uh, yeah, they appointed S. Glenn Young to be the new Klegel. And basically it's like an officer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, a, like a sergeant, a, you know whatever lieutenant yeah and uh and his his main role was to basically go to the east st louis ku klux klan chapter and say hey get your shit together and recruit new members and gain control of that chapter and uh whip the east side into shape and uh yeah so he was on his way there but uh charlie Berger and the shelton brothers they had other ideas yeah that's usually and, how it goes yeah so they were like you know what uh no, because <laughs> if you think about it, if the Klan were to move in, they would be their number one targets. Yeah, they, they'd say go after the Shelton gang, go after the Burger gang. And the, the Shelton gang had 50 plus members. The Burger gang had 15 plus members. We really don't know their exact numbers. But I tell you what, at this time, the Klan had more. Well, and yeah, the Klan had more power. The Klan had more pull. So, yeah, uniting forces is probably the, you know, the smartest thing to do. But uh they were scared of them. They were there. The, I'd, be, I'd be scared. It's, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, it's it's essentially reminds me of the old uh, Chinese tale of romance of the three kingdoms, how the Han Dynasty was falling apart, and it split up into the the the, the kingdoms of like I think Wei, Chu, and Shu. Don't quote me on that, but mm-hmm. Wei was the one that was like basically the Han puppet, and they were the ones basically yeah. running around terrorizing the countryside and oh wow and, and this, the other two kingdoms said mm, yeah they're yeah. like nah we, we're gonna join forces and nice it, it show us what real kung fu is yeah yeah well and, and then here's the thing you know the uh these the shelton brothers and, the, and charlie Berger, they had ties to chicago okay they had ties to st louis they had Listen, they, so they were the doing Italians. business, and yeah, they they had ties to the Italians because I, I was wondering about naming this episode, you know, KKK versus the mob, but it was really Italians that they had ties to that were overseeing everything, right? That eventually they did all pay up to or did business with, and again, Italians, Catholic, you know, the, so, the so KKK was, didn't look at them as white. No, all, they haven't know? looked at them as white till like recently. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact. Um, this at this time, would I know it's like okay, if you have Chicago, it, it would be um, well, Al Capone wasn't really blowing up yet. Uh, it was his predecessor. Uh, what's his name? I why Nitty? I, Frank Nitty. Frank Nitty. Oh no, his predecessor, Johnny Torrio. Johnny, Johnny Torrio, Torrio, yeah, Johnny Torrio, and and the one and before Jim Jim Colissimo. Yeah, uh, big Jim Colissimo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like all of those guys, really, what you if you really look at it, it's it's. White Anglo-Saxons versus immigrants. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that that's that's the whole thing. And, you know, this, uh, um, this really wasn't the only area that this was happening. 
Yeah. And this happened all throughout American history, the KKK versus the mafia. Yeah. And, and I think what people don't understand is like when you say KKK now, no one's really ever seen a Klansman. Yeah. Most, well, most people haven't, except for on TV. It's very rare that you see him in person. The Klan today, they want you to think that they're so freaking big. They're, they're really, really not. not. They're yeah. really, there's actually more people in this country today that identify as transgender <laughs> than there are KKK members. Uh, and I, I think it's post-op transgenders than, than people identify as KKK members. They want you to think that they're big. And then there's also other people like other you know political parties, factions right. that want you to also believe that they're big because they, you know, they... They push policy under white supremacy, and, right, you know, stating right. that their their enemy is racist, white supremacist, all that kind of stuff. But this back then, during this time, yeah. the Klan was huge. The Klan the was invisible scary. empire. Exactly. They were scary. They had pull. And we'll, we'll get into this, like how just how deep they went. And this is just an area in southern Illinois. This is happening all over the country. Yeah. And well, yeah. well, and what what really a lot of that is, is essentially you have the 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 overarching dominant force of of the wasps. Right. OK, so. To quote Dr. John Henry Clark, he's a black historian. A lot of the stuff that went down when fighting the the, the guys like the Klan, it started with those those thugs in the pool hall, at least mm-hmm. in the black side. So it definitely went that way with the Jews, or the Irish, or the Italians. It's like, okay, when you have again, when you have young men who don't have a father in a home, they'll find a father in the streets. Right. Well, first thing they do, the that the overarching thing with man that is universal is being a warrior right and the modern day warrior faction of that would be the mafia you know yeah i mean the, well, they call themselves soldiers right you know what i'm saying they they the captain know, the, the mafia like lucky luciano and, and everybody they when they were organizing the commission when they were or- organizing the families the syndicates you know the the bor- uh you know uh, all that kind of stuff the borgatas whatever you want to call them uh <laughs> They, uh, you know, they modeled them after the Roman Empire. They, right. they actually saw themselves as warriors, as soldiers. And they also, at first, they said, you know, almost like a Robin Hood thing. Like, well, no, we're protecting our people. That wasn't true. No. We were preying upon them. <laughs> but, they, but they looked at that in that mentality. And if, if any Sopranos fans are out there, Tony Soprano, right. one of his reasons to justify what he does is says we're soldiers. Right. We follow codes. We follow, you know. Right. And there's a hypocrisy there, but they really did look at themselves like this. And if you look at the KKK's uh, whole shtick or whatever, exalted Cyclops, Grand Wizard, they had a hierarchy too. Right. They actually looked at themselves as warriors of God. Right. Burning the cross wasn't anti-Christian. In fact, that would they looked at that as very pro-Christian. Yeah, the, the wrath of God. The, the wrath of God is coming after you. It will yeah. burn into your soul. And yeah, but anyway, let's go on to the Burger Gang and the Shelton Gang. Uh, go after S. Glenn Young, the Klan Klegel that's supposed to come up to East St. Louis. So these two gangs strongly disliked the Ku Klux Klan more than they disliked each other. Uh, and as we said, first, because the you know Klan was trying to shut down their illegal operations of bootlegging. And second, because of their Jewish and Irish Catholic roots. Uh, which the KKK hated, and third, because the gang's leaders were extremely close to the mining culture of Little Egypt, which embraced the consumption of alcohol and hated clan influence. So they're they're also then 
for their customer base because yeah. their customer base is a bunch of you know miners and, and a lot of the miners were immigrants themselves right they, the most they catholic thing ever exactly so <laughs> uh charlie Berger and the sheltons made a brief alliance and decided to go after young on may 23rd 1924 uh shelton men ambushed s glenn young and his wife near the kaskaskia river on his way to clean up East St. Louis, and they critically injured him. And here is uh, one of the articles. Auto gunman fired 20 times at Clan Chief. Raider wounded in in the leg, and Mrs. Young struck in the face when attacked near Jesus. Uh, Illinois. Yeah, uh, and Young actually gave uh, an account of the shooting in the St. Louis Globe Democrat. And uh, so the Klan leader actually told them you know what happened and i'm gonna try and do this in my southern draw are you ready for this I'm all right I'm, I'm from I'm texas try. so right, i will right. judge you okay no pressure no pressure here uh he said quote my wife and i were driving down st louis on the ap highway when i observed a dodge sedan following my machine when i arrived at the embankment near the oak hall river bottoms the driver of the dodge speeded up his car and passed my machine on the left just as the two automobiles were abreast, three of the men in the Dodge <laughs> poured a volley of shot at us. My wife and I both ducked and escaped being killed, several of the bullets passing through the coachwork of the automobile right above our heads. I had no chance to get to my forty-five caliber automatics or my submachine gun, which I had in the automobile. After emptying their pistols, the gunmen sped east on the road. I would be able to identify at least two of them. That was his account. That was, I don't know. Well done. There you go. Thank well you. done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, I, you know what? I don't like that impression that I just did of him, you know, that, but cause that sounded not that racist. I just Southern. Yeah. There was really no hate in my heart when I read it. Uh, but no, yeah. So, uh, young was hit in the right leg and his wife was hit in the face and, and uh, side of the head. Their car was riddled, uh, with 15, 45 caliber shots. So, I mean, like 45, you fired 45, 45 yeah, that's a hand cannon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, these, whoever was shooting at him was, you're fucking dead. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand, like, automobiles back then were... Tanks? Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're firing shots at you. It's, it's very plausible that they fired that many shots and only hit them three times. Right. You know, if they're, if they're firing through the car. Uh... But yeah, ironically, they were both treated at a Catholic hospital. <laughs> <laughs> cool irony. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but after laying up in the hospital for months, uh, Young returned to <laughs> uh, Young returned to Williamson County, Illinois, uh, in January of 1925. He and two of his companions were involved in a shootout with a deputy sheriff that involved in all four men being fatally wounded. The Klan held a public funeral for Young in which more than 15,000 people were in attendance. So, I mean, this guy was a gangster. I mean, he, he got into a shootout then with the local sheriff and... You know, he was he was fate you know fatally wounded and went, went out like Alpo Martinez. Yeah, 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 seriously. But I mean, it's like uh, so. I mean, this guy he never got his chance to clean up East St. Louis, but the the point was made that these two gangs were saying, "Hey, look, you're sending somebody up here like the KKK." They drew the line there. They go, right. "Yeah, you're you're fucking." You're fucking with Southern Illinois. Yeah, you messing with our you're money. You're fucking with our business already, and now you're trying to come to East St. Louis, where a lot of stills were. And here's the other thing: 
Italians had their stills on the east side. Ooh, a lot of Italian yeah. gangsters did too that and they all worked together. So that was another thing. Like I like the green ones, which was which was a Sicilian faction here in St. Louis. Right. The Gianola brothers, they had stills on the east side. Right. So the the clan was coming after them too. So they were going after Italians. They were going right. after Irish. They were going after Jewish gangsters. The three gangsters that you the know. The three what I'm saying, yeah, right? the th- yeah. When, you, when you think gangsters it's funny when I it was like when I think gangsters, obviously I think Italians, but I also think Irish folks like you know if you watch Daredevil or Punisher, right? right. But I, but as quiet as it's kept, one of the things that a lot of people don't think of as far as especially back in the 1920s is the Jew, the Jewish mafia. But a lot of them were well, you, you think Russians, yes, yeah, like the Bratva, yeah, that right. just means brotherhood for those who don't know, but like. That's all I know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but yeah, the Russian Jews, like the Meyer Lanskys of yeah. the world, and um, who Arnold, Arnold was Arnold Rothstein Russian Jew or is he German Jew? I know he was a Jew. Yeah, he was a Jew. Let's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like Bugsy Siegel. Yeah, Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel. Siegel he's another one. yeah Russian Jew. Yeah, I mean there there was a, there was a lot of them, you know, and uh, there was there was tons of them that. Uh, I recommend like anybody uh, to check out Patrick Bet David because he just did one uh, with uh, um, a Russian Jew, like one of the last Russian yeah. Jew gangsters that that was really in New York that was forced to be reckoned with. He just did an interview with him, so I recommend checking okay. out uh, Value Tainment podcast. But uh, yeah, so the point was made that they didn't want the clan there, but the gang then. So basically, that was kind of that was kind of the gangs going on the offensive. The the clan was coming in. They said nope, you know, and they sent a message. Now they were going on the, or they were being defensive. Now they're going on the offensive. Right. Okay. Because you mess with our money, we got to go after you. Otherwise, exactly. we look weak. Exactly. Because even though S. Glenn Young was dead. The Klan was still a threat to the two Metro East gangs. Oh, yeah. The Klan's yeah. going to be a threat for a while. They're going to put somebody else in there, you know? And yeah. uh, in 1926, Charlie Berger and the Shelton brothers allied their forces once again to bring down the KKK in Little Egypt. And on April 13th, 1926, a faction of gunmen descended upon, on on uh, Election Day, descended upon a polling place in Heron, Illinois, which is in Williamson County, that the Klan had just kind of taken over. Okay, they were holding elections, and uh, the two gangs and their gun, their gunmen basically from both sides, uh, rain down rain down fire upon a faction of Klansmen that had been responsible for the liquor raids of Williamson County. Well, after the smoke cleared, six men lay dead. Jesus. So here's the Klan. They're at election day, at the polls. Everybody's around. They're there. They're puffing their chest out. They're like, we're in charge of Williamson County now. We run this part of Southern Illinois. And all of a sudden, here comes carloads of gunmen. Right. Gangsters. You know what I'm saying? The, the and Jews they and the start, Irish are like, nah, son. Yeah, they just start raining down gunfire. And uh, yeah, among the... And here's here's a uh, article uh, title. Men slain in flare-up of KKK war at Heron. Shooting starts at Garage of John Smith, Klansmen, then anti-Kluxers, that's what they call them, <laughs> uh, attack what, the what? polling place. Each faction loses three men. So among the departed were three Klansmen. Uh, Max Sizemore, he was uh, 54 years old. Okay. He was a Klansman. He was also a fourth ward alderman and coal miner. So now you're starting to see the influence that they have. Yeah. They put in their own people. Ben Sizemore, he was a Klansman and a miner. Like the mining culture wasn't 
all against, you know, there were minors that were on the side of the KKK and there were minors right. that were on the side of the gangs. Uh, it's, it's poor people's job. Exactly, exactly. Harlan Ford, he was 40 years old. Uh, bro, he was the brother of former chief of police, John Ford. He was also a Klan leader. Okay. So, I mean, you're, you're starting to see the influence that they had there. Uh, the other three slain men were suspected to be members of the Shelton and Burger gangs. One of them, Charlie, Charles Brown Briggs, was from East St. Louis and was reported to have been present at the assassination attempt of Clan Klegel as Glenn Young two years prior. So he must have really hated the Klan. You know, yeah. he, he tried to <laughs> he tried to kill the one leader and he went down there and killed some more. Hey man, uh, uh, man is dedicated it. to his craft. Yeah, died for it too. Uh, yeah, the other two were rumored to be members of Charlie Berger's outfit. Uh, there was also rumor that some of the gunmen came from Chicago. Okay. There was also that, rumor that, that would make sense because there's the, yeah. their money is tied up into those distilleries. Yeah. There was also rumor that some of them were Italians from St. Louis. Oh, okay. Uh that that just all like, hey, the, these gangs all united and said, hey, look, we gotta we gotta go after the clan. Uh, the Heron Police Force uh, were criticized for lack of effort to respond quickly, if at all, to the shooting. This was probably in part because the Ku Klux Klan started to lose its grip on law enforcement in Williamson County. The coroner eventually ruled the three Klansmen's deaths homicide by parties unknown. They knew that these were gangsters. They couldn't really prove it. Right. And uh, the the police, when the shooting happened, the police were like, oh, someone's shooting at the Klan. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Where did I put my gun again? Where are my keys? You know, they just. just Oh, I have a hangover. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to walk my dog yeah. right now. Oh, you know? I, I got to go to church. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I got to go to Catholic mass. Right. Sorry, my bad. I'll get back to you. Too many cops named Murphy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, anyway, the attack, uh, this attack, the gangs attacked them, killed three prominent Klan members, uh, scared the shit out of a whole bunch of others, and made it known that the Klan was not invincible. And this attack right. uh, in Heron, Illinois, the attack broke the back of the Ku Klux Klan across Little Egypt, across Southern Illinois. The Klan's presence was completely eliminated from East St. Louis. They didn't touch it. They didn't even think about touching it. The KKK's liquor raids in Williamson County and the rest of Southern Illinois stopped, and lawfully elected officials returned to their positions. But what happened to the uh, anti-Klan uh, crusaders, the anti-Kluxers, the Shelton gang and the Burger gang? Well, the Shelton brothers and Charlie Burger returned to their criminal operations. Makes sense. And they would continue to war with one another years after. Uh, both gangs would end up making national history with some gangsters giving rise to how the East Side operates today. Right. Uh, the the lineage of the Shelton brothers, the people that, that basically ran that gang. Uh, is the reason why uh, the mob still has uh, a big hand in East St. Louis okay. today. So we'll we'll get into that in another episode. And uh, yeah, and uh, one gangster, Charlie Berger himself, he became immortalized as an urban legend. There Very are, cool. There are tons of folk songs about him. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but those tales are for another time. I like that. I, I can't yeah. wait to hear it. I know. It's, it's great, man. It's great. This is, it, I love the history. This just really yeah. shows you like, hey, look. I learned yeah. a lot tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes you kind of proud. Yeah. You know, like, fuck the Klan, you know? Exactly. Like, kind of exactly. But you know what? And I and we'll, I will put this out here to a warning for everybody else out there. Um, The, the KKK is nothing uh, unique. Right. That could absolutely happen again. It could happen in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, where a group of people 
rise up to completely prey upon another group of people yeah. illegally, immorally, you know, you know, ra- racially, all that, all that yeah, type of stuff. That's everywhere on not, earth. This is not new, this, but history was not written when you were born. History was not written at the founding of this country. History is his story. That's right. Okay? Mankind's story that stretches back millennia. Yeah. That you can't even begin to comprehend. And just because, like, you know, some people I feel like they get on their high horse. Yeah, I hate the KKK. I hate Nazis. You could turn into a Klansman oh, easily. Yeah. You could turn into a Nazi easily. Not, not saying exactly a Nazi, exactly a Klansman, but you could turn just as horrible as they were. You could turn just as horrible as the mafia was. Right. You could turn just... It only takes a little bit, you know what I'm saying, to get... So, if be humble about it. The main thing that causes it is hunger. Exactly. And pride. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm right. You know, I'm doing this for, you know, God, my... You know, all that kind of stuff, and it gets to your head. So, uh yeah, just uh, just be careful. But uh, yeah, KKK versus the mafia. Interesting history. In Southern I, I the battle to. for Southern Illinois. Yeah. So that makes me want to watch Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I want to go. I want to go turn on Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Rich, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Guys, for more stories like this about STL True Crime, make sure to follow Underground St. Louis on all social media platforms. Uh, also, follow us on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all that type of stuff. And visit our website, undergroundstl.com, for a street level view of the greater St. Louis area. We go deep. We go deep. <laughs>